Over the past 24 hours, we've experienced a crypto correction, but we can learn a lot from this dip. It's wise to monitor the altcoins which have responded the strongest, because that signals that they are exhibiting signs of strength that could take them even higher when the market moves upwards. So this video is going to be split into two parts. The first half of this video is focusing on the altcoins that bounce the strongest and basically looking at the strongest coins in crypto right now that can provide the most upside when the market pumps. And the second half of this video is going to be focused on the coins that are slightly lagging. So we know coins like AVAX and Injective are pumping, but there are also ecosystems with great technical setups that could be the next altcoin rotation. And we're going to discuss a few of these plays today uh, because I believe there are still a couple ecosystems which are being slept on despite having some pretty strong catalysts in the near future. So Two halves to this video. First half, let's talk about the strong coins. Second half, let's talk about some of the old coins that could run next. I want to start this video by taking a look at Bitcoin. I'm currently on the daily chart. When you're watching this video, it might be slightly later. So Bitcoin may have moved a little bit because I'm recording this, uh, I think, five hours before it goes live. But looking at the Bitcoin chart right now, we can see that it's currently testing the breakout of this ascending channel. So Bitcoin been in, a, in an ascending channel since October 25th, going on a month and a half that it's been in this range. Actually had a breakout on December 4th, but is now coming back down to retest the upper bound of this range. This is pretty bullish price action that's reminiscent of previous bull markets. So I'm pretty much getting like deja vu from the 2021 run. And in fact, even parts of 2020 where Bitcoin would exhibit this price action where it would break out of a range, it would retest the top of the range, and then it would go on to resume to the upside. So, so far, it's looking like bullish price action. If we do start to falter here at this level, because I know uh, on the four hourly time frame, there is a bit of resistance into 42,500, then your next like major support level will probably be around that 39k level, but you also have mid-range at 39.7. So, so far, it's looking good. So far, this is telling us a lot about the market and the strength of the market, and that's a really good sign for the theory that we are in this bull trend, um, which I do believe, but of course, you know, maintaining technical structure is another major prerequisite to that. A couple of important things to note this week is there is CPI and FOMC. Now, lately, they have had less of an effect on the market. The market is largely being driven by price and, you know, this Bitcoin narrative. And uh, recently, that's rotated into the old coins ahead of, you know, the Bitcoin spot ETF. However, I still wouldn't completely fade these macro events because the stock market's been pushing towards all-time highs. So it's still wise to monitor because yes, crypto has been running on its own and yes, largely macro maybe isn't the most relevant thing to look at right now, at least compared to what it was a year ago, but still keep your eye on, on CPI and FOMC, especially if you're a leverage trader, because we know that can cause short-term volatility. And in this market right now, um, I'm personally not using too much leverage like today um, because I believe today was a great opportunity to add spot depending on when you're watching this video it may still be a great opportunity to add spot but not such a great opportunity to add to my leverage positions um and in terms of my spot positions these are still swing positions because long-term bull market accumulation i'm still waiting for those deeper drawdowns averaging in on those major dips and we have seen them over the past few weeks you know the market has been moving up but there has been major dips we saw a dip from 38k to 35k on november 16th we also saw a massive correction from 37 
37k to 35.6 and we're seeing another one now from 44 to 40 so you do actually get these corrections in the market where altcoins can flush 20 30 percent that's actually why it's wise on a centralized exchange or a dex to set some limit orders because a lot of uh, a lot of time price actually wicks pretty crazily because of the leverage flush outs that we do see in this market so limit orders can be a way for you to take advantage of that buying the dip scenario um and you know doing so on major structural support levels so now we've talked about Bitcoin, let's move into some of the alts. The first topic I want to discuss today are the altcoins that are performing the strongest in the midst of a market-wide correction. You can see this very clearly on the weekly. The strongest coins right now are AVAX, Bonk, which is under the Solana narrative, ADA, Optimism, we're going to talk about in today's video, Injective Synthetics, uh, BTT as well, and HNT, and and of course Celestia. So a few really strong altcoins giving us signals that that is where the current narrative of the market is. And I must say, over the past couple of months, Injective, Celestia, and Solana, this trio in particular, has been the mainstay pretty much at the forefront of the crypto narrative in terms of price action and obviously, you know, talk on social media off the back of their moves in price. So those have been the mainstays, which is a positive sign. But then we have now started to see signs of an altcoin rotation into a couple of the other L1s. AVAX is the most notable one, which has had a huge rally this week, but also ADA, um, also performing super strongly. So that's why in the second half of the video, I'm going to talk about some of the altcoins I think could rotate next, especially under the purview of this L1 narrative, which clearly we're seeing some rotational effect from Solana into these other alts. Um, just quickly touching on AVAX, because this is the first strong um, token of today's video. I mean, this has been an absolute beast, and congratulations to everyone that's been averaging into AVAX. I'm not too heavy in an AVAX position, but um, I certainly respect what they're building, especially with uh, the gaming ecosystem. It, it really seems like they're positioning themselves strongly on the gaming realm and also in the real-world assets vertical, and I think their ability to spin up subnets has helped uh, onboard a, a lot of key ecosystem dApps. So, Fundamentally, AVAX has been super strong, and I think that's one of the reasons it's rallied. But one of the psychological reasons it's rallied is because last cycle, AVAX was one of the strongest rotations during the whole L1 mania, and it was significantly lagging versus other L1s. And there's something to be said here for AVAX at least equalizing Solana. If you do look at the fully diluted valuation, it's 18.2 billion. If you look at Solana's uh, fully diluted valuation, it's 40 billion. But what I would be more so looking at is price because retail doesn't look at the FTV so much. They look at price. And I mean, it sounds stupid, but Solana and AVAX, they were both like $100 at one point last cycle. A lot of people will be looking at AVAX right now saying, oh, it's only 41 compared to Solana 71. That's cheap. Now, as crypto investors, we know that oftentimes this is a bit of a fallacy. Retail holds onto these price targets that don't necessitate an evening out of price, but there is a psychological effect, especially for retail. And with more retail getting back into the market, I wouldn't be surprised if AVAX does make some crazy push up to these Solana levels. Of course, that would be pretty crazy to think about considering the all-time high was 140 and reaching $70 would essentially be half of the all-time high. But I mean, Injective was the first coin to break its all-time high from last last cycle. So I don't necessarily expect 
expect AVAX making that push to that 50% region to be too ludicrous. Does that mean I'm longing today? I'm Not so much, because I'm more interested in the catch-up play. So let me explain what I mean by that. If you look at Joe right now, it's currently breaking above and holding above so far this major level on the weekly. This is its major, major structural level that it actually broke last year during the bear market, and then it had its FTX range lows start to set in um, at around, you know, 15 cents. If you look at AVAX, however, it had the break of the similar level. So you've got that same level because Joe's part of the AVAX ecosystem. So it's exhibited similar price action. You're at the break and then you've had the rally to the upside. And when we look at AVAX's rally to the upside, it's rallied 367% from its recent local bottom. Joe had a strong thrust earlier in the year, but it's now only up 236% comparatively. Um, and it does make up a large percentage of the AVAX transaction volume. So Joe for me is an interesting one, uh, just purely based on uh, a technical analysis perspective, because it's just starting to break this level, seems to be lagging AVAX, but a lot would view it as a rotational play in the AVAX ecosystem. So more interested in catching some of these catch-up plays, like Joe and some of the coins I'll talk about later in the video, than trying to long or squeeze that extra $20 out of AVAX. Although it definitely can be done, just the fact it's run so heavily means I can't really go in with leverage, so my only option is to buy spot and it kind of starts breaking my rules, right? I'm a guy that likes to either buy on a key breakout of a high time frame level, so that would have been this $27 to $28 level, or a significant retest of a key horizontal level, neither of which we're getting on AVAX right now. So although it may actually be a good long, my system is telling me that it's probably not one that fits my usual trade parameters. And I think it's super important in crypto, once you define your rules, to actually stick to your system. Otherwise, you end up aping and doing things that go against you, even though price can can push even higher. Injective is the third coin I want to talk about in today's video. And this is another one that's been exhibiting a lot of strength. It's been on an absolutely crazy run. And when we talk about the strong coins, it's very hard to deny that Injective is not in that category, considering during a day where a lot of altcoins dipped, Injective actually went up 30%. So the strength here is undeniable. Every single dip is being eaten up almost instantly on Injective, and it's one of the hottest tokens in the market right now. And I think one of the compelling things is that it's already fully diluted, basically, so there's not that much uh, supply pressure coming onto the market. And at a 2.6 bill valuation, it's a pretty easy trade for investors to kind of say, look, I think Objective is a top 10 chain. That means there's another 5 to 10x here. So price is, is, is really just going crazy. And I think a lot of the FOMO around this ecosystem is going crazy. And I think it's for a few reasons. One, fundamentally, it's super strong and it connects multiple chains. Um, and another reason is it's one of the major proxies for the Cosmos Eco. It's an ecosystem typically that's been difficult to get exposure to due to this narrative. And it's not really narrative because it's based by some fundamentals that the Atom token doesn't accrue value amazingly. The injective tokens acted as an amazing proxy for that, but has also started to spin up this, uh, you know, injective is the next solo of this cycle narrative. And that's a pretty powerful narrative, even if it doesn't end up being true from a transactional basis, although transactions do look quite strong, just the, the, the whole narrative that injective is the next soul is enough to take it higher. So if you've been watching these watchlist videos or following my Twitter watchlist over the past few weeks, you should have gotten some amazing entries because I talked about this. At, um, I didn't get it as low as, as some others. I think Rand even called this at $5, but I got in, I think, at $12. I shared that uh, at $18, and you know now we're at $26. So th there's some decent entries. If you are completely sidelined here and you do want an entry, I think the only real thing to do is wait for any major pullbacks. I know they're few and far between, but at some point this will go out of the limelight. 
other coins will come in and then we'll see um, attention shift back to injective. If you are really feeling the FOMO though, I have a general rule and this can apply to injective or any other token in the market. If you're out of a coin you're really bullish on and you want to hold that coin, sometimes hedging with an initial 20 to 30% spot position is actually a good psychological trick. So let's say you want to, you want an ideal position size in one year of your average, um, or not average, but total entry amount to be $10,000. So that's not including price movement, but you want to actively put in $10,000. What you could do is say, look, this coin's already run uh, a lot, but I don't want to be completely on the sidelines. Let me put in between two to 3,000 of that 10,000 now to get an initial entry get some skin in the game that'll eradicate FOMO and that will kind of psychologically make it easier to put that next 7 to 8k in because you've already got an active position so this is this is kind of the logic when it comes to coins that have been FOMOing and it's my general rule in crypto like if I really really like a coin and it's run um, I don't go 100% in of course I'll just go 20 to 30% in if it keeps running I'm kind of happy because I've because I'm making a bit of money and 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 if it dips then I'm even more happy because I've still got that extra 7 to 8k to put in so for the people that aren't in a coin like objective if you're bullish, that's a strategy that you can implement, but it's not just uh, relative to injective. It can be applied across the entirety of the altcoin market. A couple interesting technical things to point out about injective. It broke out of this wedge pattern that I shared on the show last week. So since then, uh, it, when it broke 16.6, it's rallied 68%, currently sitting around 58%. So super strong, technically speaking. And if we do look at the 200 EMA as well, it's sitting well above. So clearly one of the strongest coins in the market right right now. But if you go to the weekly chart, a cup and handle of sorts is starting to form. This is a very bullish pattern where you see the cup here, and then you see this horizontal level here, which is also starting to clear uh, and breaking out into price discovery. That's an extremely bullish piece of price action. So the question is, do we get this handle? Because that handle would likely take us down back down to this support line. I'm not leaning there. I think we do get a handle, but it's probably going to be like a small handle like this. I don't know if we get all the way back down, um, followed by continuation, and that will be your secondary break. So that's also something to note on injective. If we do get that pullback, I would definitely look... I mean, you can average into the pullback, but I would actually look at buying on the break of this horizontal level again. So let's say we get a pullback, you can add a little bit, but saving major positions for the break slash retest of this 25 zone again. This could be some price action that we see playing out on Injective, especially for those that aren't in a trade and would like a trade. So that's what I'm currently doing with Injective. I've got three more altcoins I want to discuss under the strong coin category of today's video, and then I'm going to get into some of the lagging coins that aren't looking as strong, but I think could uh, house some sort of larger rotation. Before we get into that, I want to reveal to you guys that Spool, which is one of our official show partners, which is basically a platform for you to build custom DeFi vaults that are auto-compounding and have very cool adjustable risk parameters, I've launched my own vault here. Um, so I said for the past few weeks I was working on my own vault, and that's because I really wanted to consider my strategy and do some more research. I've created a vault on the Smart Vaults page. There's a link in the description below. And what you can essentially do is deposit into my vault USDC. It's a stablecoin vault um, because this is essentially a vault where I can park some of my stablecoins, earn some passive income on those stablecoins, um, and then th that's kind of my stablecoin on-chain portion of my portfolio. So if you are currently holding stablecoins on an exchange or something, you can consider earning some passive income on it. You can just do this manually on a variety of LPs across crypto, or you can enter into a more custom tailored strategy here, which I've created and diversified. So just to give you a breakdown of how it works, there is a, a portion of it, 26%, which is in a notional finance vault, which is a yield platform. 
Then in the Morpho V2 USDC pool on Aave, there's a 23.6% allocation. This, these two have the slightly higher risk scores. And then I balance them out with two with slightly lower risk scores, which is this Aave V2 pool, which I actually think, considering it's relatively low risk, um, to be a pretty good APY. So this is one of the strongest uh, risk-reward uh, vaults that I've included here. And then also, you've got the compound vault as well, which is paying 4.41%. So it comes out to an average of 7.27% that you can earn on stablecoins. And I have tried to diversify this across four different platforms or four different pools, uh, I suppose, in order to just diversify that risk parameter a little bit. Um, so if you are interested in staking into the USDC vault on Spool, which is an amazing application, by the way. There's a link in the description below. Obviously, only do this with, uh, you know, don't do this with all your stables, but maybe a percentage that uh, I guess you're willing to lose, but at the same time, it's not entirely risky. It's 7.27%. We tried to stick to the protocols here that could offer real yield. Uh, so, I mean, the percentage that you put of your stablecoin balance is up to you. It can be 20%, it could be 30%, it could be even higher, but just, you know, take note of, obviously, the risks involved, like smart contract risks, etc. Another thing you can do is click on the vault management section and click create vault and you'll be able to build your own custom vaults on spool as well. So if you go into create vault, click on spool labs and select strategies, you can choose between a variety of assets. I chose USDC because I thought the APYs were fairly strong considering the risk, but there's USDT, there's Ethereum and there's other multi-stablecoin pools as well. Um, once again, I think the USDC ones are the best. That's why I've created my personal vault with USDC, but you can create vaults with a variety of different assets and Spool's a very cool platform due to the composability and customization of these strategies. So very, very cool platform. And I think it'll be a great platform for institutions to harness the power of DeFi as well. There's a link in the description below. If you want to stake into that USDC vault, or if you want to make your own vault, you can do that as well. But that's been something I've been doing. Um, um, and playing around with because I think it's also important to keep some passive income flowing on the DeFi side. And it's funny because a lot of people have kind of forgotten about DeFi because maybe they got burnt uh, last cycle in all these crazy Ponzi's. And there were a lot of them uh, that, that were offering these crazy APYs and then ended up, you know, faltering. But I still think there is a place for genuine real, real yield in crypto and the ability to earn and, and stake in crypto. It's one of the most fundamental parts of crypto. And it's what the entire Ethereum and proof of stake, even proof of work through mining ecosystems are built upon. So I definitely wouldn't fade DeFi in general, that's not even just relevant to Spool, just in general, in this market, I mean, the ones that have been farming things like AVAX, right, let's say you were getting 30% on your AVAX last year, now that AVAX is pumping, you're really reaping, reaping the rewards of your labor, right? Because you, you've gotten an extra 30%. So if you made $10,000 on the pump, you've made an extra $3,000 just because you were farming and earning on it. So it's definitely not something to be faded. And I've even experienced this recently with the phantom pump. A lot of my phantoms still been farming over the course of the bear market. And when price actually pumped, because I had more actual phantom... I've experienced a higher dollar increase in my portfolio value. So that it, it's one way, especially in a bear market, to actually accumulate or in the early stages of the bull, which I believe we're in right now. So let's get on to these three strong coins before we look at some of the, the lagging coins, I suppose. Uh, Celestia is the first one. I won't touch too much on this, but kind of like Injective, it's an insanely strong narrative. It keeps running. This is one that I think a lot of my followers would have gotten an airdrop to if you follow my guide on Twitter. I got a decent airdrop. What I've actually been doing is selling some off incrementally. I think at like $3, $6, $9, $10, maybe sell some at $12, just averaging out little amounts. Uh, but I've still kept a decent spot position 
to be able to experience upside here. And I think next cycle, it just seems like Celestia is one that the market's favoring. And, and I've been saying at the entire bear market that a lot of the new coins are going to outperform next cycle. And that's what we're already starting to see with some of the new token launches like Celestia. And I've got a feeling here, a lot of insiders, because there are some very cool ecosystem dApps launching, which are likely going to have airdrops, are actually accumulating more Celestia in order to qualify for the airdrop. At least that's what the on-chain price action is suggesting to me. So there's actually airdrop opportunities in this ecosystem. I'll probably do a thread and a video in the future which covers this but for now I mean the price has been extremely resilient and when we talk about strong coins it's not one that I can fade. On the last strong coins here I want to discuss gaming coins because they've undoubtedly been strong. The, the There's two that I want to point out. The first one is Immutable X. This is I guess a platform that's actually going to be home to over 400 games next year or, or within the next two years which is absolutely crazy. I think Elio tweeted that. So, I mean, the, just the amount of games coming to the platform is crazy, and a lot is being built there. And it's one of your only real bona fide infrastructure bets on crypto gaming. Yes, you've got your L1s, like your AVAXs, like your Solanas, but I don't think they're as synonymous with crypto gaming than like a dedicated blockchain like IMX, which is branded towards crypto gaming. So that's super powerful. And for that reason, I do now think it's a must include in um, in any gaming portfolio. I did a video a few weeks ago where I didn't include IMX because there are some issues with it, um, centralization and distribution of, of tokens specifically. But I have come around to that thesis recently just due to the fact that I just believe, at least narrative-wise, it's one of the only like bona fide um, infrastructure players. Obviously, there are studios, there are like all sorts of things, but um, IMX being like that that dedicated blockchain, I think, has really strong mindshare, at least in the gaming community. And what we've seen price action-wise is a really strong break on the weekly above that major resistance level, and it's now pushing up into the next resistance at 2.5. So for me, this is one to watch. Definitely one that can be a great long if you're opening leverage trading positions, uh, but one for me that's also an interesting spot play at major support levels. And the final gaming token I want to discuss is Echelon Prime. This is one that I shared, I think, two weeks ago, on my channel, and it's now pumped over another 2x, oh no, actually, it's almost pumped to 3x since I mentioned it in the mid-threes, to over $9, and this is actually one of my favorite gaming coins, um, of course, you might be thinking, well, Mars, why are you telling me about it now? I promise I did share it a bit lower, but unfortunately, well, fortunately for the bag holders, it's been pumping in price, um, but they're basically a card game called Parallel, right, and they have some of the most impressive user numbers out of any crypto game that we've currently seen. And they also have big backing. They have a Coinbase listing, which is makes them one of the only gaming coins to have a big Coinbase listing, which I think for retail is super powerful considering retail is the major driver, or at least will be um, in the bull run, in my opinion, of, of crypto gaming because the narrative they can understand. So having the Coinbase backing slash listing is super, super important. And I just feel like the... I mean, they're one of the examples of actually a great game being launched. Like, if you, if you have a chance to check out the game, I definitely recommend it. Metrics-wise, it's strong, and they're also launching more games in the future. So, it's also one that a lot of insiders are in, a lot of big players are in. It's one that's very strong on Twitter as well, um, and definitely rounds out this list here of strong coins to keep monitoring. And this is another one that I think is a must-include in anyone's gaming portfolio. If you are positioning yourself for the next two to three years, or, or, you know, one year plus, of course, you would wait for major pullbacks because it's never wise to buy a one plus year position in price discovery after a massive move. But if you can uh, top up on any major pullbacks, this is one that I'm looking at. We did get a decent opportunity when it went from $9 down to 680 
also on the break of this major high time frame level, you know that's how I like to trade a lot of the time. This was another great entry trigger that I also discussed a couple of weeks ago. Um, and yeah, Prime's just been an absolute beast, and I'm looking forward to seeing what it eventuates over on Prime. So now let's get into some of the lagging coins. We've talked about the strong coins, which is fine, and obviously a lot of them are going to continue outperforming, so you really do want to monitor strength in the market. It's so important. But I know a lot of you will kind of want maybe a bit of an indication as to what could be next, and there's no guarantees because these narratives just crop up out of nowhere sometimes, and we can't accurately predict the exact rotation. But there are a few coins which, from a price action perspective, um, do look pretty good for uh, a continued run here and also from a narrative perspective they kind of fit the bill of some of the other coins that have been running specifically the l1 niche which is performing quite well so let's get into these coins i think i've got one two three four five six coins to share with you and yeah before we get into that i want to give a quick shout out to one of our official show partners which is serenity shield if you don't know what serenity shield is it's essentially an application for you to store your crypto, but it's very, very cool because there's a baked-in inheritance protocol built into the platform. So what this means is that they, there's a platform called the Strongbox. You can hold long-term assets like, let's say, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Instead of holding them on a hot wallet where, you know, instead of holding them on a hot wallet or a cold wallet where something can happen, like you lose your seed phrase, um, you can get hacked on a hot wallet, there's, you know, multiple issues when it comes to inheritance, you can actually keep your funds in an application like Strongbox, which has a built-in nominee system. So if something happens to you or a family member or something like that, you can actually pass on your crypto and set a nominee. It's also great, even for yourself, if you just get locked out of, of your own wallet. I've lost wallets in the past and it's definitely not fun trying to recover them. So um, it can be a good tool for you to be able to, yes, keep custody over your own assets, but also have the peace of mind that they're actually going to be recoverable. So I think this fits a major need in the market to bridge that gap between full DeFi and also centralized finance because we haven't really had anything in the middle to offer the convenience of centralized finance, but also give some of the benefits of DeFi as well. So there's a link in the description below that I recommend checking out if you're interested. And I think there's a free tier, but there's also a paid tier, which I think comes in at like one or $2 a month, something really low and enables you access to their Strongbox platform, which I recommend checking out. I'll also do some live demos of how to use the platform over the next couple of weeks. Let's get into some of the lagging coins. I know you've been waiting for this, so let's just get straight into it. Say, Say is one that structurally looks really good. I mentioned price action before. I am looking at the technicals here to see which coins are looking decent, and we can see that we've had multiple tests um, of this upwards trend. We had one here, we had one here, we had one here, and we also recently had one here uh, on today's major wick. So this one's looking really good structurally, and if you can kind of get an entry in this pocket, um, this would be an amazing pocket to buy in. So this is definitely one that could end up playing out over the next couple of days, and is also one that could move aggressively to the upside when it chooses to move. It has its local high at 31 cents, and then after that, you're pretty much off to the races. And something else I'm seeing is a revived Cosmos narrative, and this is one that's lagging underneath the Cosmos narrative, obviously a chain that is built upon Cosmos. So say is what I'm looking at. In in a similar vein, because in some ways these two go hand in hand, at least, um, you know, narrative speaking, is Sui. Sui is another one that is in this uptrend. If you want to draw it out similar to say, you can see this uptrend, multiple retests of this uptrend, also in this very interesting pocket at the moment, or at least getting into this interesting pocket, and one that hasn't experienced massive upside. From its cycle low, 
to its high is 99%, and to where it currently is is 76%. You know, you look at your AVAXs, which are up 3-30%. Your Phantom, which I think is up now at 2x. You look at, I mean, Injective up at 10x. Maybe that's an outlier. A lot of these other major ecosystems are outperforming. And SUI, for me, is a fundamental uh, L1 that I think gets slept on. Not a lot's been built there because it's relatively new, but I think there's going to be some cool stuff that gets built on SUI. At least that's what I'm seeing from someone that you know talks to projects, talks to developers. So SUI's a very interesting network that not a lot of people talk about, but I, I believe their tech is extremely is extremely strong. Um, and, and price action-wise, it's also looking quite strong. So it aligns nicely and fits this kind of L1 rotation narrative. Following on from the L1 rotation narrative, another one is Near Protocol, also showing similar price action. You'll notice a lot of these coins are showing this similar price action of grind upwards with pullbacks, which is actually super clean PA and PA that I enjoy trading. You can see that it's coming up to this major horizontal resistance level at 2.7. If Near breaks, there's honestly not a lot of resistance until $5. And for a lot of people... If we are really running back this L1 playbook, you know, you had Solana, you had AVAX, they're starting to run. You've had Phantom, which is also starting to run. What are some of the other strongest performing L1s from last cycle that people are going to be attracted to? Well, Nia is definitely one of them. And Nia is similar to Solana in the fact that it's non-EVM. So that does kind of attract this uh, narrative that's playing out of these non-EVM chains pumping. I mean, Cosmos is another example of that. So near protocol for me is an interesting one, especially if you start to get this break of 2.7, but maybe it's worth adding some entries on this level because there's a clear invalidation. If it starts to break trend and make a lower low, you can cut your position for like a 10 to 15% loss, but then you've got that upside of potentially a 2x. So decent risk reward trade, in my opinion, for near protocol. Uh, two more, actually no, three more in today's video. The first one's Arbitrum. Arbitrum is set to be listed on Coinbase Futures on December 13th. Last time a coin was listed on Coinbase Futures, we saw them pump. I think it was Solana, Avalanche, and Cardano. Those were the last three Coinbase Futures listings, or three of the last notable ones, that resulted in major pumps. So Arbitrum's similar, and also at an interesting level structurally, it's sitting nicely above this $1 level, and then your next major resistance is 130 and then your, I guess, range high, so to speak, minus this deviation in April after it first launched is at $1.60. I'm also seeing some buzz starting to crop up on social media relating to Arbitrum, and I actually think what Arbitrum really needs is a meme coin. It needs some more meme factor. Um, if, if it can get a really strong meme ecosystem going... That can be a real retail attractor for new liquidity. But you obviously have the Arbitrum incentive grants, which have been one of the catalysts for increased TVL on the chain um, as people are staking to earn rewards from these respective Arbitrum allocations. So Arbitrum's an interesting one. I think most people that had an airdrop that wanted to sell have probably sold. I'm still holding my Arbitrum airdrop. So um, full disclosure, I do have a, have a position in Arbitrum, but... Yeah, I mean, just letting that position ride, and I may even add some more. I uh, just want to see how price action unfolds over the next few hours. But if we do get a nice retest, uh, and you'll probably know by the time you're watching a video, the video, that's an interesting one. Another interesting one is Pyth. I think a lot of the limelight has been stolen by Jupiter and Jito due to their airdrops. But the Pyth airdrop, I mean, it was substantial, and... I definitely wouldn't be sleeping on this one because the kind of airdrop playbook, and you can see this in Arbitrum as well, is a token launches, right? And you can really apply this to most airdrops. A token launches, like Arbitrum, they do an airdrop and the price pumps because everyone FOMOs in. They're like, oh, everyone's getting free money. I don't want to miss out. I want Arbitrum too, and they buy it. 
And then what happens is, over the next few weeks, and I think for Arbitrum this took 67 days, price actually ends up bleeding. Because a lot of sellers are just... A lot of sellers sell day one, but then as price goes up, a lot of sellers start to sell their airdrops. Then what happens is, selling gets essentially exhausted, and then you have this second thrust to the upside. Arbitrum had another leg down, but the market also had a general leg down during that period, which is one of the reasons why it dropped. So Pyth is quite similar. It had that initial pump. It's it's now started to kind of bleed a little bit. It's had another bounce and also bled because there is a lot of selling. Now, it is earlier in its cycle. It's only... How many days in is this? Let's go into the daily chart. Uh, let's check how many days in we are. We're 22 days in, so we're not 60 days in. So there could be further downside. But just in terms of the logic, because the timelines don't necessarily play out exactly the same, just in terms of the logic, Pyth may be an interesting one to scoop up now that a lot of the sellers are out, considering it's a narrative with a lot of hype, this kind of chain link competitor narrative, and it's also a Solana ecosystem coin, which is also a strong narrative. So Oracles and Solana is kind of a narrative made in heaven, the only downside, and it's not really a downside, but the reason why it maybe isn't performing as well recently is because a lot of people are, uh, are rotating or just more interested in Jupiter and Jito. So Pyth is one that I'm extremely interested in, especially at range lows, but I'm actually going to get a small position now. Um, around, I haven't done it yet, but probably at some point after this video today. Once again, I'm just monitoring on lower time frames how price action is performing before I go to sleep, but it might actually be a position I end up opening today or at least tomorrow morning. So that is one that I'm looking at. The last token I want to discuss in today's video is Frax. So the Frax halving event is actually set for December 20th, and the launch of Frax chain is anticipated in January. We saw the CEO, Sam uh, Kazerman, hinting at a potential airdrop related to Frax chain. They're no strangers to knowing how to garner hype. And Frax is a token that's extremely versatile. It has the liquid staking derivative narrative. It has the real asset narrative, and now they're launching their own chain and a bunch of other things. They've launched Frax Lend, etc. V3. So Frax is a protocol that um, I really like fundamentally. You guys know I've been talking about it for a while. It's one that I'm always, always adding to my long-term portfolio, but now especially is a super interesting play uh, ahead of this halving. You also have a major structural level at the 760 zone, which if we do get a slightly deeper pullback here would be an amazing place, in my opinion, to add. And this is one that I can see just going a lot higher in the future. The team has shown the propensity to ship amazing products. I'm a big fan of Sam. I think they're an amazing team. And it, it has a deserved place in my portfolio. And um, even in the short term, because these kind of watch list videos are also focusing on, on the short term, I think it can perform well because it has catalysts. So those are some of the coins that I think could be next. And at the start of the video, we talked about some of the strongest coins. I want to make an announcement that the DOP, which is the Data Ownership Protocol, it's a product that I've spoken about a lot on my show, Testnet is now officially live. They did delay their last Testnet, um, but they have the Testnet back live again. And the reason I'm bringing this to your attention is because if you want an airdrop, so if you're bullish on DOP, um, if you want an airdrop for DOP, the easiest way is to interact with the Testnet. They're reserving 1% of the total supply for early Testnet users. And if you want to be one of those users, it's very, very simple. Go onto the website. There's a link in the description below. Click on Explore Testnet. You'll be able to connect or create a new wallet. And you can scroll through and see the tasks. They're really easy tasks. 
You've got to follow them on Twitter, claim some testnet ETH, which is free to do, claim testnet assets, which is free to do, encrypt assets, which is free to do, send decrypt, and that's it. It'll take you 10 minutes. In a show later in the week, I'll run you through this um, and show you how easy it is. It'll take you 10 minutes, and you could potentially qualify. Well, they said you will qualify, actually, for a 1% uh, airdrop. Obviously, you're not going to get make all the 1%. Um, it'll be... Uh, I guess, fractionalized, depending on the amount of users. But yeah, this is the easiest way to get an airdrop. There also is a token sale later, but if you want, I guess, the free part, you can do that now on the testnet. So definitely get involved with that. If you're interested, it should be pretty easy to complete. And we know right now airdrops are pretty hot. So link in the description to check out DOP. I hope you enjoyed this video. I think it was pretty alpha-packed. I mean, we covered a lot of topics, short-term, long-term. Um, and yeah, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun on today's watch list and I had a lot of fun preparing today's watch list. So hopefully you enjoyed and I'm going to see you in another video later in the week. Peace out, everyone. Have a lovely rest of your day.